for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. We are back. We are back, and the Warriors. Because, you know, I know you guys all really, really get into seeding. And I think they're going to still, when everything is said and done tonight, be like an eighth or a ninth or whatever. But they're really in a multiple way tie for fourth because they have 26 L's. They have 26 in the lost column, along with several other teams in the West, which include the Clippers. Yeah, so they're seventh. So they, they're, what were they, eighth coming into tonight? <laughs> so they're seventh. <laughs> they have a four-way tie with 26 losses at the fourth spot. So it's Clips, Suns, Dallas, and Golden State. I don't think Dallas, mm-hmm. well, Dallas, I think now the Warriors have won one and Dallas has won one. So Phoenix, I think owns the tiebreaker. Warriors would mm-hmm. own the tiebreaker right now over the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yes. So four way tie right now for fourth. And I don't know, but I just sort of have this feeling that we'll see. But that sack may hold on to that third seed. Something would have to happen for the Kings. I think they'd have to drop a few to put them in jeopardy. But like right now, they're kind of solidly. You know, they're they're only at 22 losses. They have a better chance of catching Memphis, I think, right now than others have a better chance of catching them for third. Because Memphis has 20 losses. So? And the Kings only have 22. True. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess you are right. But like I said, they'll have to drop some games. Who had the Let's Sacramento see. Kings with the third seed? Shout out to Mike Brown. I know. Shout out to Mike Brown. He shout out to Mike Brown. Shout out to Sabonis. Was Sabonis Sabonis? When was that trade? Was that over the offseason? No, it was it was midseason last year. It was last year, right? Yeah, it was around the trade deadline. And we all went crazy because they gave up Halliburton. And I mean, look, Halliburton's a fir- a first time all star and um Fox is not, which is a travesty. But um, you know. So I don't know. Maybe that makes it all up, but yeah. it's it's still it's unfortunate. Yeah, whoever their GM is, shout out to him, um, executive Monty McNair, because um, he I mean he put together a good team. They got Herder, they got Malik Monk. Um, obviously facilitated the Sabonis deal. They brought it. They brought in Mike Brown, and they got a really good team. They drafted Keegan Murray. So that's a ton of additions. That's like three or four additions over the last season and a half. Um, that's put them in a position to be a really good team, and you know the rest of the mid, the rest, of, the rest of the mid, the rest of the West has been mid, so it sets the table for them to, you know, potentially get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. You know what my ideal scenario is? That the Warriors get fourth. Mm-hmm. I think that's the more realistic target right now. I don't, I don't know that three is, but. The Warriors can still get fourth and land a home court, right? So in in my ideal scenario, the Warriors get fourth. 
And in the first round, they have home court, true home court at Chase. And then in the second round, they get the Kings. Now, you're much better at looking at the standings, but tell me what would have to happen for that. Like, okay, so if the Warriors were to get fourth, right, they play whoever's in fifth. So based on the other teams competing at that spot, who would we want it to be? I wouldn't want it to be the Clippers for the first round. So you're talking about Dallas, arguably Minnesota. But I think you're talking about the Clippers, Phoenix, and Dallas. Mm -hmm. I would rather see Dallas out of all those teams. We've already seen a better version of this Dallas team last year. Um, I guess you're a little bit more worried in this matchup because your defense isn't as good as it was last year. But if you get to the playoffs, um, you know, you got to assume that you'll be able to defend at a high level. And Dallas Dallas has one guy. Yeah, Dallas has one guy. Okay. I think they, I think the Warriors would beat either one of those teams in five, maybe six games if they, if they play with their food. But I think it would be easier to do against Dallas. Um, like I now said, you have, you have gotta, the Pelicans down there sleeping because when Zion gets back, the Pelicans are going to go back and start winning more. Do we have any mm-hmm. idea when Zion is coming back? No, I haven't looked into that. I don't know. Okay. So the Pelicans are lingering the, out there. And they, they right yeah. now, they only have one more loss than the other team. So they're, they're sort of in that mix, too. And I would, I would, I would say the Pelicans could probably do more than like the Jazz or Minnesota. So I'll throw them in that mix. But all right, so whatever. So my 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 ideal scenario is that the Warriors would get fourth and play one of these teams in the first round, and then in the second round they would get the Kings, which would basically be a home game for them anyway. Um, so it would be like having two first rounds. So right. I don't want the, I don't want the Kings oh. in the first round because I want the Kings in the second round. But what right. position? Let's say the King the Kings could be two or three. The kings would have to be the, the Kings would have to be first for that to happen. It would they would have to be first. Mm-hmm. If we're at four because the four five the winner of four five plays the winner of one eight in the second round. Okay. So the Kings, yeah, I don't think they were going to climb with the first, but. Yep. So then the only other thing then is fine. So if we can't get those two things, then if the Warriors don't get home court, if they end up below the fourth seed, then I want them to get mm-hmm. the Kings in the first round. And that's still like a home game for them. Yeah. I hate that for the Kings, you know, because I, you know, their first series, it's a little unfair, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, ideal situation for me, I think, would be that they would get fourth as well, either third or fourth. Um, and at that point, I don't, it don't really matter. I mean, I wouldn't want to play the Clippers out of those teams right there in the mix, but I don't think the Clippers are really too scary. It's going to be the Kawhi and Paul George ISO show, and I think their late game execution is nearly just as bad as the Warriors is. So <laughs> wouldn't be too scared of the Clippers, but I do want to be – in the Kings bracket and in Memphis's bracket, because I think those two teams will be easier outs than Denver will be 
Um, so as long as they aren't like seventh or eighth in the first, in the, you know, overall, I think they're in a pretty good spot because that would just guarantee that they don't play Denver until the conference finals. And then anybody else, I think they're, they're getting out of there fairly, fairly easy if they're on top of the game. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the other thing that I really want, Justin, is I want the Warriors to get some help. You know? Draymond said, can we give Bob some fucking credit? And I'm saying, can we give the vet some fucking help? Like, what the <laughs> hell? What the hell? I mean, they're going down left and right. They look like old men out there. You know? Like, they do. They look mm-hmm. old out there. Not Steph per se. They are. He's banged up, but like Clay, he looks like an old man out there. He absolutely does. Even Dre, when yeah. he had that, and sometimes day, it was like he did it, and it was like dope, and it still looked like an old man steal. You know, like I got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they old. They old. I mean, like. They they're not as twitchy and quick as they used to be, um, you know. Potentially, we've been seeing some signs of their conditioning and their endurance kind of not being where it used to be as well. And that, it just is what it is. But you know, they got enough to you know to make it through a playoff run. You just got to get them there. So that's why we about to talk about getting them some help. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving, in true Kyrie fashion, dropped a bombshell. Um, on Friday afternoon, he actually ruined my day. So fuck Kyrie, um, because yeah, see, I had to start talking about that at work. Yes, it dropped at two o'clock <laughs> after I had spent hours preparing for the show and pulling everything we needed for the show. You know, I love my job, so I'm not complaining about it at all. But production—if you've never worked in production or done it—people are like, "Oh, that's so dope!" It is cool also hella fucking work and (laughs) you're pulling together things for the stories you're going to discuss and do and tom brady on the first day of black history month decides oh yeah i'm gonna retire again for the second fucking time and then Kyrie decides i want to be traded before the (laughs) trade deadline and you blow up my whole fucking day you blow up my whole fucking day an hour before my show is about to launch. So, or just go on air. So, fun times, fun times. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I was not pleased with Kyrie. I, I tweeted out of frustration, like, you athletes can't give me a fucking break this week. I mean, it was just between <laughs> that and other shit with guests, it was an intense week. But that aside, Kyrie drops this bomb. And now, NBA Twitter, like, he sets it ablaze. And the trade scenarios start. And you already knew. As soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, man, listen. I know Lakers fans about to be thirsted on the TL. And Ry Cole, my dear friend Ry Cole, quotes me. And he's like, Warriors fans saying trade all them kids right now as we speak. And I was just like, (laughs) Ry, please. But he was so right because Warriors fans were sounding so thirsty because if Kyrie gets traded, then that makes Kevin Durant available and he could come back and reunion. And, da, 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 da. and I was oh, Lord, here we go. 
So I know that you would not be opposed to Kevin Durant coming back. I know that. But um, Kevin Durant ain't coming back to this team. That being said, what were your thoughts when the the Kyrie news dropped? And do you think that affects the Warriors at all for purposes of the, the, the trade deadline? Which is February 9th, and it is now officially February 5th, right? Because it's technically Sunday morning right? As we're recording. So mm-hmm. there are four more days, four more days until the trade, until the deadline. So what, what are you thinking, Justin? I was surprised when I first saw it, but then I realized, you know, I thought back to everything that's gone into the net season and Kyrie and how everything has gone with them. And it just, you know, it's not surprising really. When you think about it, um, it definitely affects the Warriors. Whenever a star or a player of his magnitude wants off their team to go to another team, it every other team in the NBA now looks at that spot and they now, you know, they have to move based on how the market is going based on that, you know, move. So it's definitely affecting the Warriors. Hopefully the whole process gets done quickly so the Warriors don't potentially have to scramble for scraps at the end of trade deadline season and see what players that they actually want are still available and all this other stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's it could potentially be a blockbuster trade that can affect the Warriors later on down the line. So if he ends up going to the Lakers, who knows how much better they'll play or if they play worse and all this other stuff. If he ends up going to the Clippers, who just – put their name in it or Dallas. I don't think he'll make that much of a difference in Dallas, but you know, it's a lot of Western teams that want him. He's a very good player. He could potentially make those teams better. So that's also something you got to monitor. Mm. Yeah. I'm not that interested in Kyrie and where he ends up to be, <clears throat> to be honest. Um, may, you know, if he goes to the Lakers, my guess is that, they could make the play in. But I mean, what? What, Justin? You don't think I mean you don't think they have they can make the play in. I think they're I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Unfortunately. Your opinion on I that. didn't think so. I didn't think so going into the season, but all these teams that I thought were gonna be like way better than them are not. But so they're still they not going to get better. So I still don't know why you're finishing. The other teams aren't good, but neither are they. Like, they still haven't, like, showed anything that makes them better. Uh, I guess. I mean, I guess we'll see. I hope they're, but I mean, I hope they're trash for the remaining season, but you never know. AD yeah, just got back, and, you know. Look. So we'll see. The Nets just like fluttered like not like Katie went down and they went they started losing games then they won a couple then they started losing games again I mean obviously Mm -hmm. he wouldn't just be there by himself he would be there with LeBron and Anthony Davis I get it excuse me I get it I just I just don't think the Lakers are very good I don't like, yes, Kyrie is a better player than Russ. Yes, absolutely. And also, I still don't think with Russ that Lakers should be as bad as they are. So, 
I mean, at some point, I'm just like, these guys aren't good, but we'll see. But like you said, there are other teams who put their name in the ring, so it may not even be the Lakers, right? Like, I don't think that the Nets are going to be in any rush to just give Kyrie what he wants. But at the same time, he could walk. So, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. I don't really see why teams would put up that much for him because he's about to be a free agent. Yeah. Especially and he clearly wants a max deal. Now mode. Yeah, he wants a max deal. So that definitely muddies the waters. There's a high chance he doesn't get moved anywhere. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, when I we were talking about this when I was on the show. And I was saying, look, honestly, the Lakers, they could make a move, you know? Um, and I said, yeah, you know, I like like what I was asked is like, does it make sense this year or should they wait till like next year when they're in better position? And I'm like, to be honest, the way that the West is and everyone's so close together, I think they are still in a position to do something this year if they were to add someone of his magnitude. So, you know, I I just, I just, this is probably just going to be one of those seasons. We'll see. Maybe no one will divide like odds in history, but this just seems like a year where we're going to have a team that maybe was not that great for a large part of the season could like have a deep run or like come out the West. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We also did a we also did a bonus segment yesterday on the show, much to my disliking, about LeBron as the potential go in his position, and so let's just say the people are not um, <laughs> appreciating the things that I said. <laughs> Give but, it up. I mean, it's only one go. There is. And and but the other thing is too, like what always kills me about people is like they were like at least J A, because I was on with uh, Michael Holly and Jay Dande. And they're like, at least he was willing to listen. By the way, that's great. He was willing to listen. And you know what his ultimate conclusion is? That MJ's still the goat. So I'm sorry that I didn't put on the pretense like I was gonna listen to your arguments. Um because when Marcus Thompson was on with us the other day too, he's just like, no, there's not anything you could ever say to change my mind. And that's the same thing I said, but the things that I rejected and I felt adamant about the thing that I got like uptight about is I hate this whole, he's one with three different teams. And so that's like a different narrative. It's different. It's not greater, <laughs> you know? And I mm-hmm. said, I don't see why leaving is 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 greater than the people who stayed and went through different because you you guys make it seem like they stayed with one team when Tim Duncan stayed with the Spurs there was were different iterations of the Spurs it wasn't like like yes he had his like main core but those were different iterations of the Spurs right mm-hmm. and I was like didn't didn't that's one with three different iterations of the Warriors exactly and I said didn't Steph just go through like guys being hurt out two years, team being the worst. So I'm just, why is 
he getting praised for when shit gets bad rather than leaving, he goes to another team and has it custom designed for him. And then y'all say it's great because he delivered to three different franchises. I said, do you guys think that all the other stars couldn't have done that? I said, didn't Kawhi do that? He left San Antonio and he went to Toronto and he delivered and he's not even of the level of some of these other guys. So like, I don't understand, you know, and you know, they're kind of like, oh, the whole loyalty thing's overrated. I said, my argument isn't about loyalty. It's not about saying you should or shouldn't. I don't have a problem that he left. What I'm saying is that that he left and did that is not greater than someone who stayed and 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 did it. And like you, you're not more of a goat because you delivered to three different franchises because basically you're rewarding him for something the others didn't have the ability to do because right. they didn't up and leave. So we don't know could they have done that. He left. And so I'm going to applaud the people who stayed, not out of loyalty, but they didn't just say, all right, shit is bad, so I'm leaving. They figured out what to do to turn what they had into winners over and over and over again. And I feel like we're undervaluing what doing that is, right? So, and I was just like this whole, I said, a, a large part of his GOAT case is based on longevity it's based on longevity and these counting stats that he's accumulated over time and i said i'm not saying we shouldn't applaud it but if if kareem isn't the definitive goat for actually having this record then why is lebron the goat for breaking it you know it's like this is what i never understand with things if the person who holds it isn't the goat for it why is he the goat for having like breaking it Mm. i said celebrate his greatness Celebrate that he's still playing at a high level at this age, but his teams haven't even been in contention. They haven't even been in contention like the last several years. You know, they tried to make the argument that he brought the Lakers back to relevance. I said, but did he? But did he? They only won in the bubble. So I know people felt like I was just hating, but I was just like, I feel like we just say these things that are not actually true. Talk to actual Lakers fans. Talk to them and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, so I was just like, no, there's nothing he can do. And also, I feel like he's the only one we make an argument for in the way that we do. Yes. He's the only one of the all-time greats where his case for greatness is structured differently than the rest of them. Why is that? (laughs) Chosen one. Chosen one. He's the most, he's, he's everybody's favorite player. So if you want your favorite player to be viewed in a certain light and they aren't, then you got to change the rules a little bit. Look, there were still, there were a few people in the comments cheering me on, like she spit, she, but you know, largely they were calling me a hater. They said I need to get off TV. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. I'll be that. (laughs) I'll do that because he ain't the GOAT. I don't care what y'all tell me. And, you know, like, I don't I don't have to praise him. You know, I'm sorry. But that people feel like showing respect means praising. I you, You're denying his greatness. When? I said he's an all-time great in the top five all-time greatest players. Like, what, like, what, what do I have to do to be not hating? Right. What do I have to do to not? What you're upset about is that I will not speak and and speak about him in the same way that you will. That I will not like fawn over him and be like, oh, it's so amazing. You know, (laughs) 
You know, it's just something we should applaud and we should recognize. LeBron is recognized every day, every day. I'm talking about him on this podcast right now. I mean, I just, I don't understand what it is that people need for it to not be like, you know, what is it that it it needs? So, um, yeah, they don't like me talking about Bron. I don't like to talk about him, but I was asked about him. So, um, and you're someone who's way more objective to me, but you still don't even have him as the GOAT either. No, no chance. Now, I know that you think Kareem is overrated. So you have LeBron as number two. He's That's just, crazy. You don't think that? I mean, overrated is a strong word, but I don't have him as high on my list as as some other people do. Okay. I think he's an all-time great. But you have yeah. him top five? Not really, no. Nah. Okay, so you think he's overrated. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess. My, I mean, yeah. I guess the way I look at it is a little bit different, but yeah. I'll but agree with you that. have LeBron as the clear number two. For you, it's Braun, and then it's Jordan and Braun in your head. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I feel you, but like, no, that's okay. I don't care if people don't agree with me. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Kareem's yeah, not in my top five. Braun, Braun two for me. Kareem not in my top five. Yeah, no. He's definitely not two for me. And um, I'm okay with that. I feel like all those guys, once you get to that level, like, they're also great. Right. Like, like, I think there's, I think there's MJ. And then I do, I think there's cases for everyone to be two through, like, five, six. I really do. And, and so... I, I get it. People want to say that it's Braun second, and that's fine. I don't agree, but I don't like the dismissiveness and the decision that, like, it's, it's of course it's those two, and the conversation can only be had about those two. I think it's wild, disrespectful, and for me, that's just not what it is, you know? And I know people will think it's hate, but it's not. I've been watching basketball for a very long time, and with my own eyes, he doesn't do it for me. Who you? Anyway, guys, that's yeah. it. Because you know what? Our our guy Wardell, Wardell Stephen Curry, he's coming. He's coming for all of this bullshit. So I do have one question mm-hmm. to close with, Justin. Can Stephen, in your mind, become the number two behind Jordan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they I don't think he's ever going to win another MVP just based on how the award goes, right? Like you got to play a certain amount of games. He, for one reason or another, misses at least 10 to 15 games per season now. Um, And you got to play with a certain level of youthfulness and energy every night and going for stats, all type of stuff that he's probably just not going to do anymore at this point in his career. But if he wins another championship or two, racks up some more finals MVPs, racks up some more All-NBA MVP caliber seasons, um, then, yeah, why, why wouldn't he be able to go to two? If, he is, if he's somewhere with six rings, three finals MVPs, and LeBron is widely considered number two, and he's four rings, four finals MVPs, then there's going to be a case there for Steph to be number two, right? get more rings than LeBron in the LeBron era, 
then I think you got a pretty strong case for as high as you want to be. So got to keep winning. You keep winning, you're gonna climb with that ranking. There are shit, in my opinion, he he climbed into. In my opinion, he climbed into the top ten firmly after last year's rank in performance in the finals. Like I, I wouldn't put Lambert above him. Seven right now in the top ten. Some people. I mean, he's probably at like five, five for me. Yeah, he's probably like five for me. Yeah, I have him seven. But I agree with, like you said, once you get to a certain like part of your career, like for me, MJ's one, and then like, okay, LeBron, Magic, Bill Russell and Will are on a different list for me because they played in a different league. Um, you can put Kareem in that Bron Magic realm right there, and then maybe after that or something, you got Kobe, Larry, Shaq, Steph, TD. Tim Duncan. Why do y'all people be living my God yeah. Tim Duncan off? I just said TD. Yeah, you got him pretty late though. You <laughs> remember him earlier. Like, I didn't even say Hakeem. Hakeem. Like, once you get in that realm, like any of those guys could be third, fourth, fifth. Any of those guys could be second, like you said. So I think he's in that mix now. There's more than 10, 10 best players of all time, if that makes sense. There's like 12, 13 of them now. Um, right. It's all around that same level. So Steph is in firmly in that group now. If he gets another ring or two, and, you know, sustains his level of play for another, you know, two, three, four years, then he definitely can climb up. Because then at that point, what can you say about his career to keep him out? You know, he'll have the longevity. He'll have the peak. He'll have the hardware. Yeah, change the game, all that type of stuff. So Let me sure. tell you why Steph is getting another MVP. You remember how they wanted to give Braun that MVP, but he just couldn't stay healthy, the all-time achievement award MVP? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Right? That was not yeah. last year. I want to say it was two seasons ago. The season that actually Jokic won his first MVP. They wanted so badly to get back to Braun. Like, everyone was just like, yeah, it's Braun, and it has to be him. And they did the straw poll, and we were all like, but wh- why? He's not even, like, Embiid is out there busting his ass. You know, we like, it, mm-hmm. like, it didn't make sense to us. And then it, did, it ended up not mattering because Braun got hurt, and he missed, like, a lot of the season yeah. and he was like out of the conversation. But I, what I think is going to happen is that, especially if the Warriors win like another ring this year and they awarded it to like Jokic or one of these other guys, Jokic really, because if it goes to like someone else's like their first time, it won't be a big deal. But if they award it to like Jokic for a third time and he doesn't even make it to the finals. Right. And it's going to start to be like, should Stephen Curry have more MVPs? Should he be the front mm-hmm. runner coming in? And I just think it's going to be a case for him, not saying that he won't play at an MVP level, but where it's going to be like, as long as he can go and have like pretty good stats and not miss too many games, I think it's going to be like one of those, like we got to make up one of these, like not giving him MVP kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that guy stay healthy, though. I can't explain it. It's like Clay Thompson, but in my heart, I just know Steph is winning a third MVP. I hope you're right. I've been telling you that now for, like, years now, right? So you know it's not something I'm just saying tonight. I've always said that. I know, but it's always something something popping up. 
Yeah. I think if he, I think if they win this year, I'm praying, whether it's help or it's the young guys, I think they'll get adequate help. For him, that will not make him have to, like, yes, of course, there's always the chance of, like, regular injury. But I do feel like a lot of this stuff is happening because of, like, the extra playing time. So I don't think it's fatigue. But like I said, like, a night like tonight where he should be resting, he's not. And then he goes out there and he gets banged up again. So, you know, I just think True. if they have the horses, if they have, like, that the, the right amount of help, they don't have to run Dre and stuff so ragged. And that gives him the ability to perform more over the course of the season. So... That's what I'm hoping for. But the same way I felt like, well, we all thought he had to just get a finals MVP to shut everyone up. I still really think he needs that third MVP on his resume. So I'm going to keep putting it into the universe. (laughs) I feel you. I think he should have got it at least 2021 or 2022. But for various reasons that didn't happen, you know, 2021, he got hurt and they and they ended up a little bit lower. They probably could have been higher in the standings, would have helped his chances. In 2022, they had the record, but you know, worst yeah, shooting season of his career. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if if you could merge those seasons, he definitely would have got it. He might have won it unanimous again if he had 2021 stats with 2022 record. I know. Um that was supposed to be this year. Got the stats this year, but the record ain't quite there. So it's just always something. Um, I hope you're right, though. It would be amazing to see him win a third one. Or that would be the story. Can he win it at this age of his career? Like, as long as they have a narrative (laughs) that they can tie to it, then they'll push for it, right? So, but he needs something to propel him into the narrative coming into the season. And a win in the finals after your team meddled around 500 and didn't look good and had to play all of their games on the road. That's a pretty nice narrative to set you up for the next season to be MVP. True. You see how I'm always thinking Very about true. these things, please. Stephen Curry. The NBA well, script. We got to check the NBA script though. I don't know if that's on the NBA script. Whoever listens to this podcast, I know, I know, because Steph got goons everywhere. Tell your people at Under Armour, okay? Um, I'm Justin. They need to hire me <laughs> because I could do so much for him. Listen, you've been tuned in. You got like basically an extra bonus segment because we went from finishing with the, the the trade deadline to talking about goats to to Steph getting the third MVP. We're not even done with this season yet, but we think big on this podcast and we bring vibes because we know, we know what the Warriors can do. We know how good Wardell can be. So. That's it. That's it. All right, guys, all positive vibes. Here's hoping that Steph is all good. We're about to sign off. I'm just checking one last time. Is there any other final update about Stefan? Is there anything else about him? Have you seen anything? Justin? I have not. All right. So that's it. We're all waiting now for this news about the MRI, but we're expecting that we're going to avoid anything significant and Steph's going to be all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you. Until next time, I, I, I told y'all we would talk about the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think we will again, but it's for me, go Eagles. And unfortunately for Justin, go Chiefs. So you guys have um, a great (laughs) time. (laughs) 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 
download the podcast, share it with your friends, review, rate, all that good stuff you know what to do. Until next time, take care.